Mic on. And now I present... Saturday, Sabbath afternoon, Brian Kent meeting aired February 6, 2021. Mic on. Audio starts now. Mic off. We'd like to welcome you to the 2021 Winter Camp for the Blind and Physically Challenged. This is the 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon, February 6th meeting. Uh, today we're going to have uh, Mike Feschik uh, present uh, lessons on healthy living. And he's also going to uh, lead the, the song service and he's going to have the special music. I want to remind you that there is a meeting tonight at 7 o'clock, and uh, we're going to have a special treat tonight. Uh, there is a man by the name of Howard Meyer, and he was blinded in Vietnam, and he's going to tell how the Lord has blessed him in his life uh, since he was blinded. And uh, he has a little short video that we'll be showing. And then we will talk to him, and he'll explain in person on the phone, <laughs> if you know what I mean, uh, how God has, has blessed him. So we want to make sure you tune in tonight at 7 o'clock. Um, so right now, then, I will turn this over to Mike, if that is okay. With, are you ready? On the couch. I work out when I get back home, but today I did the couch after the big meal. All right, well, we'll excuse you for a few minutes. So we're going to get you a little All active right. here in some of the songs we're going to start with this afternoon. And again, I, I know Debbie doesn't like me to say this, but I'm going to tell her thank you for covering for me this week. And I think she did a phenomenal job. And both Larry and I agree that the Lord led her here to do this week. Even though I was busy and couldn't come, it all worked out for the Lord. So I just praise Amen. him for that. Amen. But she's a great song leader. Leader. Ligger. Leader. <laughs> I just realized I have to sing song, lead song service, and give a little message. So and my brain is still sort of spinning here. So first one is deep and wide. Do you know deep and wide? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes, you, got the, you got the signs now. Now, do you know how to do deep and wide? Show me if you know the uh, hand signals for deep and wide. There you go. We got some of them going. Okay, so so deep is up and down, north and go. south, east and west is wide. All right. Okay, good job. So like this. For yeah. Deep. Yep. That's correct. And then wide is that way, right? Okay. All right. Table How number two. How about Scott? What are you doing over there? Can you do deep? There you yep. go. And then wide. And the wide is, is the other way. The there you go. Up. That'll work. All right. So Warren, are you with us? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, right, can Warren. you do deep with one hand up and yeah. one down? Oh. And then wide? 
Both hands out. There you go, just like that. Perfect. You get, they're good. So you know, I we are at it. We are we are up and okay. down. Do we get them? Up and no. down. No, not that way. Up and down. One hand up. There you go. Up and then the wide. Side. Out to the side. Good, good job. job. Yeah, wide good is job. like you're giving a big hug. Why isn't it this? No, we don't get. Yes, it is. And you know what? Years ago, my wife and I, we were up in Alpena at the military camp, and we were doing these songs. And my wife noticed that they weren't participating. And there's probably 100 people, military men and women, sitting in the congregation, and she went out and got after them. And I'm thinking, Deb, that's not a very good choice. These guys don't look that friendly. But anyhow, they laughed and they did participate. So if you're not participating, you might find Debbie walking up to you and tapping you on the shoulders. So we're going to start deep and wide. No, what it is is if you don't participate, you have to do a solo. You got to sing all by yourself. No, like that. <laughs> that woke up my friend there. All right, number 21, deep and wide. Here we go. Deep and wide, deep and wide. kind of not doing it. The other two tables were going strong. What's the deal? So let's see. I, you wanted to, so you wanted to sing solo, huh? No? No? They want to say a tenor solo. Okay. I'm not that cruel. I would not make you do that. She might. She'd make me do it. <laughs> But uh, th that was good, guys. We're going to sing this one a little louder. Remember, you have 300,000 people watching this today. <laughs> so we're going to be singing I've Got the Joy in My Heart. You know that one? Yeah. All right. That's number number eight. I've Got the Joy in My Heart. Joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Where? That's right. Where? <laughs> All right. Here we go. You ready? You all warmed up? Joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart to stay. I am so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. I'm so happy. 
love of Jesus down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got the love of Jesus, love of Jesus down in people watching, that's when they woke up. <laughs> Made a difference. All right, that was very well, good. Maybe we wanted you know, that many people watching that we would try to make a little something on the screen and maybe become professional singers. There you go. Professional singers. Rising Don't laugh too hard, Tate. And I'll ask my wife to All right, well, let's open with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the Sabbath day and for our friends here and those that are watching this afternoon. Lord, we pray so much that you'll fill us with your Holy Spirit. You'll enlighten our minds and enlighten our lives so that we may be a shining light for you. So bless each one here today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <coughs> Well, to summarize the presentations this week, I know Debbie would test you from afternoon or morning to morning. How well have you embraced and understood the New START principles? Are you practicing some of those this week? The first one was an N, and that stands for? Nutrition. Nutrition. Very good. Nutrition. So what are some good tips that we talked about on Monday for nutrition? Do you remember? That was six days ago. So. <laughs> Drink water. Lots of water. Lots of water. I see everyone has their water bottles up here. And they're looking for them now. That's right. And I think the percentage, Debbie, is not here, but it was like, uh, oh, thank you. Was I supposed to have this on in the beginning? Well, I'll stay in front of the mic. You sure? Yeah. Okay. I will stay in front of the mic, and I'm going to sort of turn it this way. She said I was wandering around, so <clears throat> I have a habit of doing that sometimes. But, yes, uh, nutrition, very important. You know, they really, really encourage you to eat your bigger, more nutritious meal early in the morning. You know, a little less in the afternoon and probably your lightest meal in the evening and try to maintain at least, you know, somewhere around five hours in between meals, allow that digestive system to, you know, break the food down in between meals. Now, is it good to eat in between meals? No. Wow, everyone knows that. And I'm not gonna ask you to show of hands, but how many of you here eat between meals? Oh, no, I didn't say raise your hand. No, okay. So that's something that we work on because allow that digestive system a chance to sort of break down and relax. And, and the, ex the next one was started with E in our acronym. Exercise. Exercise. David, that's two for two. Debbie told her story about exercising, and she does. She, I guess you can say consistently, exercises at least five days a week, sometimes six. 
So, and she got the treadmill going in the basement and all the other things that she does. She just loves to exercise. And you love to walk, brother. You do five miles a day? Good for you. How many here does five miles a day in walking? No, not too many. Yeah, we've got one couple here. That's 20 miles on the running machine or so. 20 miles a week? No, I mean 20 minutes on the running machine. Okay, 20 minutes on the running machine. So we have exercise. So the W stands for? Water. 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 Good job, water. So the new start with the S stands for? Sunshine. Have we had a lot of sunshine lately out here, folks? This past week we've had... Next week, we're going to see a lot of sunshine but low temperatures, single digits next week. So we're not looking forward to that. So temperance is our next one, right? So what came after temperance? Debbie covered this. Air. And, you know, air is in this acronym, but I always think of fresh air. Now, where is there fresh air in this, on this planet? Outside. Outside's our best choice. On top of a mountain? Yeah, yeah. Where at? By a lake? Okay. And there will be a day where we have this new earth that's made new for us. There will be absolutely phenomenal fresh air, won't there? Amen. So the R stands for? Rest. Rest. Boy, this is a day of rest, huh? I was working yesterday, um, and I thought, you know, the Sabbath is coming. And boy, how I enjoy the Sabbath. Do you long for the Sabbath every week? Amen. I, you shut down. I know that um, in the evenings, Friday evenings for years, we have had Bible studies in our home. And there would be times I'm sitting at the table and words will just sort of come out backwards. I mean, the week is so busy. And your body just begins to shut down and relax a little bit. But God knew we needed a rest day, right? If we didn't have a rest day, we would probably work seven days a week, right? I know I would. I grew up that way before I met the Lord and knew about this beautiful Sabbath day. But rest also comes in many different forms, right? So we have the Sabbath to rest. What's another thing that we can rest from? Well, when we sleep, that's oh. another form of rest. Oh, sleeping? Absolutely. Good answer. Brother out here is holding his cell phone up. We can sort of rest from and fast from being on the cell phone all the time or have it ringing all the time or responding to text messages all the time. So rest is very important. But it, excuse me? Even me keeping my mouth shut. Just being quiet, yeah. That's, that's rest in the buddy. You do good on Sabbath. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting Randy. I got it right, Randy. Randy says just being quiet once in a while. Do you know I, I have worked in the, the area of sales for over 25 years. And one thing that they taught us that most salespeople don't do good at is that they talk too much. But it's always good to understand what your customer is feeling or what they know or what they understand. And if we're talking all the time, we really don't know what their needs are. So you're right, Randy. Sometimes it's good just to be quiet for a moment. And listen to what someone has to say for to you. Do you think that's important? Yeah. How many talkers do we have in the room? Raise your hand. Wow. We got, we got about 60% of the group that enjoys talking. And there's nothing wrong with that. But even in our prayer life, sometimes it's good as we kneel just, just, just to quiet yourself and let the Lord speak to your heart, right? 
Take that as an opportunity for you to grow in your relationship, God, to listen to that still, small voice. Although we want to keep asking and talking and having this conversation with God, sometimes it's a one-way conversation. He will speak to you. You will sense his presence. He'll speak to your heart. So our last one today I wanted to spend a little time on. If we think of the New Start program, what would it be entitled? Starts with a T. Temperance? No, we cover temperance. Time. Time? No, not time. Think about the most important thing in your walk with Christ. Tiding. Tiding. Starts with a T. Tiding. <coughs> no? Testimony. Testimony. No? Testimony? Come on, you're getting closer. So, let me ask you this. I, got, I have a story for you. If I was to say to, has anyone here in this group been to the Grand Canyon? Yeah. Do you know what the Grand Canyon is? It's a big hole in the ground. It's the easy way to put it, brother. Thank you. So that big hole in the ground, if I'm standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon looking down, it could be hundreds of feet, right? Oh, yeah. What's the deepest part of the Grand Canyon? Anyone know? The bottom. The bottom. I like that. The bottom. <laughs> it's, it's hundreds of feet, I can tell you that. So let me ask you today, if, uh, if you went to the Grand Canyon and some stranger came up to you, never met them, and they said, um, you're okay, you're 100 feet from the edge of the canyon, so go ahead and move freely, you'll be safe. Do you feel safe with their counsel even though you don't know them? No. Okay, why don't you feel safe? You didn't experience So let me say your, your wife was with you, brother. And she says, don't worry, honey, you're hundreds of feet from the edge of the canyon. What would you say to her? Uh, keep me away. <laughs> but would you, do you have trust in her? So, so the last one is trust in God. It took me a long time to get there. But, but at the end of the day, we know that we can trust God. Amen. He will never let you down, right? Amen. So a couple points. So, yes. The Grand Canyon is 6,000 feet deep. Boy, you'd better have trust in your wife when you're by the edge of her. That's pretty You know, as I think of this, before any of us become, it becomes a reality, in life itself, we need to trust God. But you have to be trust God. You got to first of all, I got to stay in front of the mic. You need to talk with Him. You need to be acquainted with Him. You need to invest time with Him in a relationship. And as you do that, you begin to know Him. You'll hear His voice. You'll understand His direction for your life. So He invites you to come to Him daily. What did I say? Daily. daily in order daily. to have that trust. The more time you spend with God, the greater that relationship is. Amen. And so my, my point today is I'm going to tell you a story. This is a true story. But it's focused on the term trust. And we're going to have a little discussion at the end of this. So I want to use this story as making a point. So do you like stories? Yes. Yeah. All right. So listen carefully because Debbie has a quiz for you at the end. All right. <clears throat> she loves giving quizzes. Every day I get up, she quizzes me. How'd you sleep? Fine. So... <clears throat> Okay, here's the story. It's entitled, Nothing Can Separate. 
From her bedroom window, Rebecca eyed the children playing in that snow. She was so envious. How she longed to play with them. Now Rebecca, she remembered her father telling her that morning, you can't play in the snow today. You can what? You cannot play in the snow today. Why not, Father? Rebecca asked. Every day the neighborhood children gathered at the park behind Rebecca's house. Just trust me, Rebecca. It's not what's best for you today, her father had replied. At the time, Rebecca had responded by kissing her father on the cheek and assuring him that she would stay inside and read. But now she was having second thoughts. It's a beautiful day outside, she thought to herself. It was true, the sun was shining brilliantly. Why wouldn't her father let her go out to play? Why should she have to miss out on all the fun when a snowball exploded just outside her window Rebecca decided she couldn't stand it any longer. She simply had to go join the others. Leaving her book on the table, Rebecca slipped outside. She tried to tell herself she was having a good time, but all the while her heart felt uncomfortable. She kept looking this way and that, fearful lest her father see her. After a few hours, Rebecca finally said, her goodbyes, and headed back towards the house. She wanted to be safely lodged in her room before her father came home. Intent of getting to her room as quickly as possible, Rebecca didn't see the mitten somewhere outside that was left on the steps until her foot slipped on it. The next thing she knew, she had fallen down several steps. To her terror, she noticed that she hit her father's favorite picture when she fell. A huge gash ran along the front of the pitcher. Normally, Rebecca would have hurried immediately to her father after such a fall so she could be doctored by her father. But not this time. How could she face her father right away? She had disobeyed him and ruined his favorite pitcher. Biting her lip to keep from crying out, Rebecca grabbed the ruined pitcher and hobbled to her room. For a remainder of the day, she laid in agony. Her body ached from the bruises she received on her fall, but her heart, oh, it ached. It felt terrible. She felt certain that her father would no longer love her. She had messed up in the past, but surely this time she had gone way too far. He would probably never want to speak to her again. How could he still love her? She sobbed uncontrollably on the pillow. She had always been close to her father. They had played and studied together. They had laughed and cried together. But now, no, she felt certain that all those wonderful times were over. Who knows how long she would have laying there thus had the nanny come into her room. Rebecca's nanny had a way about herself, finding out what was exactly wrong and offered some wise counsel. Tonight was no exception. Rebecca, dear, she said, in a firm but a gentle voice, you've been very wrong, but you must not continue in your wrongness by sitting here. You must go to your father with the broken pitcher in your hand and tell him everything. Oh, but I can't. I'm not worthy of his love, Rebecca sobbed. Her nanny sighed patiently. You were no more worthy of it yesterday than today, child. 
Your father loves you because you're his daughter, not because of anything you do or don't do. Hasn't he told you every day since you were a little girl, I love you? Don't you doubt his word? Do you really think his love is dependent upon you? Doubt his word, she thought. That was an angle Rebecca had never thought of before. Maybe she should go and see her father. Yes, she must go see him. For if she didn't, she'd never be able to rest. So, still shaking and trembling with fear, Rebecca limped down the hallway to the living room. She paused at the doorway. Her father was sitting in his favorite chair, just like he did every night. He looked up when she entered, and a smile radiated with love illuminated his face. Ah, you come at last. I've been waiting. Come and sit here on my lap. As he spoke, he opened up his arms widely. Rebecca couldn't stand it. Oh, you don't understand, Father. You can't love me anymore. I've been terribly wicked. And Rebecca held up the picture frame in her father to see. And her father looked at her and said, I know, Rebecca, more than you think. I watched you go outside. I watched you fall and hit the picture frame. I saw it all. You did? Rebecca was flabbergasted. But, but you were at work. Her father shook his head. I took the day off to spend the special time with you. That's why I told you not to go outside to play. Ever since I saw you fell, I've been longing for you to come to me so I could bandage your wounds and help you. Won't you come now? Rebecca could hardly believe her ears. Her father had planned to spend the afternoon with her, and she had missed it all. Oh, what foolishness. Yet her father knew it all and loved her anyway. Could it be? But Father, how can you love me now? Rebecca's father smiled and smiled. She was never forget. Rebecca, dear, I loved you before you were born. You're my daughter, and I will always love you. Although sometimes your actions will result in consequences you could have avoided, nothing can ever separate you from my love. Now won't you come and let me help you with those bruises? I thought this was a phenomenal story. To make a point here, you know, friends, when you think about the future and what it's, what it's worth and how God leads in our lives, I've got to ask you this question. What does trust in God have to do with health? What does trust in God have to do with health? And I wanted to open that up because I do have some comments here. In your own words, what does trust in God have to do with health? Yes, brother. Grab your microphones if you have a comment. Uh, because he knows what's best for us. He knows what? What's best for us. He knows what's best for us. That's a, that's a great answer. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else? Even out here, someone else have a comment. What does trusting God have to do with health? That's a good point, honey. Actually, that was, did you read my notes? You did not read the notes. But that's true. There are benefits. There are extensive benefits. They've actually did research in looking at this. Research actually shows that spirituality helps control stress. It actually builds the immune system. Think of that. If we just trusted in God in all things, he would enhance our immune system. 
Boy, that's something to hold on to, especially in a COVID environment. We want to have strong immune system. And he protects us, the study shows, against cancer and heart disease. Brother, you got a comment. I just wonder why God hasn't put a stop to the COVID. Yeah, um, I think Debbie answered that well this morning during Sabbath school class. Do you want to repeat that once again, hon? All things works together for good or bad, Debbie says from the scripture. She's also shared that she has seven friends <clears throat> that she has extensively been witnessing to the past year because of their fears with COVID. And you know, <clears throat> at the end of the day, as I think about this, not only does God want to, us to trust him, but he wants to give us eternal life, right? <clears throat> he wants us to be a people of understanding of what it means to live healthy, healthy lives. So when I think of Rebecca, what were some of the outcomes of her disobedience? What were some of the things that came upon her as a person because she disobeyed? She, she was paranoid because she was worried about what her dad thought, but her friends were all outside playing, and she says, man, I want to go outside and play too. And she just had a guilty conscience because Ann broke that uh, picture of her dad out there, whatever it was, and uh, she just, and I can't show dad this because I did wrong, you know, when he told me not to go out there, but David, all, you all things become better when yeah. she did go talk to him and she knew he did it anyway. David, you know, you make a minute, to, this yeah. one, when I ran away from home one time when I was a kid, because my mom told me I shouldn't be out on my motorcycle uh, after dark because I couldn't see good enough. Right. And I took off and, uh, ran away and lived in all kinds of things and I was sneaking in the church they used to have a church out in our garage and then I was bathing in the Pine River and I come out smelling worse than when I went in and I come home and told Ma, I'd like to use the shower if I could please she goes, oh no, yeah, then you gotta go okay, I took a shower and I thought, that's pretty nice so I didn't uh, I, I says, uh, I guess I can abide by your rules and uh, if I can move back in and she says, yeah, she can. She says, by the way, how was sleeping in the church? Was that better than sleeping out in the woods? Hmm. So she knew that I was sneaking in there and pushing my bike out to the road and taking off where Dad got up to go to work. Yeah, you have a lot of good responses there. I mean, when I think of Rebecca's disobedience, she had to suffer. You said guilt? Yeah. Paranoia? Shame. All, shame? All of those things. What does that do to you, your physiological system? It breaks it down. It creates different chemicals in the body that produces things in the digestive system that can cause ulcers, right? Crohn's disease. A lot of these things where people are anxious all the time. And many times we internalize things that we don't have to. And we put our trust in God, right? Your brother has a comment. Yes, Randy. First Peter 5.7 says, cast all your cares on him. Cast all your cares upon him. If you cast all your cares upon him, you shouldn't have anxiety. Amen. Whew. 
Sometimes things don't work out in life like you expected. That's always right. have faith in God. Yes. And always have faith in your friends that are trying to help you out and you'll be a lot better off. Is there anyone in our group today that's 100% anxiety free? You're pretty. Too, too, stre too blessed to be stressed. Too blessed to be stressed. You know, anxiety comes in different ways. You know, sometimes anxiety comes just because of a heartache in the family. You know, a loved one is sick, or you lose a loved one, or some physical trauma comes upon you, and it, and it just sort of naturally creates some anxiety in you. But there is a place that's coming someday soon, Randy, that we will be stress-free. It'll be perfect. You know, but I do believe that we can turn everything over to God, and it's a process. Some are closer than others, but at the end of the day, I believe a God can give us the strength to be anxiety-free if we cast all our cares at his feet, right? Amen. 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 I wanted to think of this also. So when you think of Rebecca, she was fearful lest her father would see her. I know David brought this out. She's out playing. She's in the midst of playing. But she really wasn't happy. All she was worried about is, Dad going to find my sin out here? You know, when we talked about the principles this week, the new start principles, these are some guidelines for us. God has given his remnant church a remnant health message that can be a blessing to us. It doesn't have to be a burden. And we can apply these principles to our life. And at the end of the day, we're going to really experience some positive outcomes. You know, drinking more water, exercising, fresh air, trust in God, sustaining from this anxiety of this world, and just putting our life fully in his hands. So God gave us the chemistry through his food to have bodies that will work in harmony within these systems that he's given us, and then also with his Holy Spirit working in us, making a perfect match because the health message is the right arm of the gospel, friends. It truly is. I spent five years running a lifestyle center up in um, the Northern Thumb here in Gagetown, Michigan. And we would have patients all over the world come in for a 10-day program. We saw miracle after miracle. Many of these patients would come and tell us that their providers told them there was no hope for them. But you know, when the world gives you that kind of advice, Know that you can turn to a Savior that will say, there is hope. No matter how far you've gone down that pathway of sin or how physically sick you are, there is a God in heaven that can make it right with you. I believe that. We saw miracle after miracle. There was a man that came into our center that had not slept a full night for over 30 years. He dealt with migraine headaches. He was miserable. And we always called this part of our program the third day resurrection. And let me explain that. When our patients would come in, our friends we actually called them, when they came into the center, on day one we began a detox. We would be juicing with a lot of fluids and drinking. Our physician would evaluate them to make sure, you know, if they're diabetic and that and how to control their their sugars, sugars, et cetera, and we made a program for them. We had introduced the first day exercise. <clears throat> Everyone had their big jug of water that they were responsible of drinking that day. Just some very simple things of health. We'd send them to the local hospital. They'd run all their blood profiles. They'd look at their lipid levels. They would look at their sugar levels. They would look at many profiles to see where these patients 
laid in that, in that test. And so we get this report back. But as this gentleman, he was probably, how old, Deb? Maybe 50? Probably 50. And he had not slept for over 30 years a full night. And the second day went on, and many of them were detoxing because as we found that most of the patients that came to the center, not only did they have no exercise program, not only did they not drink enough fluid, not only did they not abstain from the caffeines of the world, which they were addicted to, on day two, they, most of them had headaches, severe headaches. They were withdrawing from a lot of the things that had been put in their body for a number of years. On day three, around the end of the day, most of these patients would start turning the curve, turning the corner, and you could see that they were feeling better. They had more life, they had more zeal, they had more energy. And <clears throat> that night, that third night, was it Charles Deb? Seems like, yeah, his name was Charles. Charles went to sleep that night, and he woke up in the morning. He slept the entire night, 30 years without sleeping an entire night. He said it was a miracle. Friends, when you think of this message, this health message that God has given to this church, there are more benefits in it than I can list on a piece of paper here today. God wants us to see the power of what's in the lifestyle choices that we make. Story after story, we had cancer patients come. We had patients that had diabetes, type 2 diabetes primarily, that we were able to work with them and get them off all their medications within a short period of time, almost 10 days. We had folks with cholesterol levels <clears throat> up above 300, and they're on statins and other medications to lower that cholesterol. And the, the, the hospital did the profiles, looked at their cholesterol. They went back on day nine, had the same profiles ran. And the physicians at the hospital said, what are you people doing over there? We've never, we've never seen anything like this. Their, their cholesterol is almost reduced by 50% in nine days. I mean, that's almost medically impossible. But let me tell you this. I'm not going to give all the credit to some of the things that we do. I'm going to put God right in the center of this. God is the one that creates the miracle. We saw this. You know, we've seen impossible things happening. But unless we cooperate with him, how can God work with us? He allowed us to make choices. We have freedom of choice. So if we make good choices with the New Start program, not only will you feel the physical benefits, but you're going to understand also that you're going to feel the spiritual benefits too. Because why? Your mind begins to clean up. Your body begins to get in harmony. You're less anxious. You're sleeping better. All those things that make us healthier people. So friends, it's so important, so important to trust in God. I want to read a verse for you. Yes? Some say something? Okay. John 3, 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou shalt prosper and do what? Be in hell. Be in hell. He says, For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in what? Walkest in truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. There's no greater joy. I love pastor's sermon today. Pastor was on fire for the Lord today. He preached it, didn't he? You know, it's the truth. It's the power within God's word that excels us for today. So let's take the whole plan. I told you my story on Monday on how God turned my life around many years ago. 
When I became a Seventh-day Adventist, I looked at not only did they have the truth in the Word of God, but it was the full package. We had the truth in a health message. God didn't just come to save half a person. He's come to save the whole person. He says, why not imply all this stuff in your life and enjoy the benefits? So we serve a great, wonderful God. And I believe that the health message and the truth was given to his remnant people for a specific reason. Many people, friends, were, are turning to the world for help every day. And sometimes the world will let them down. Where are they going to turn to next when the world lets them down? God is preparing a people like you and I to be that answer for that eternal hope. And I want to be a mouthpiece for him. How about you? Amen. Amen. And I, Amen. Send me, Lord. And I leave these verses to you. So write these down in your gray matter up there. You ready? Proverbs 3, 5. You know that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not onto your what? Your understanding. We have no understanding. Psalms 46, 10. Be still, and I know that I am God. I will be exalted above the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Amen. Psalms 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In my heart, I trust him. Amen. And I am helped. And my heart exalts. And with my song, I will give thanks to him. May there be a song in your heart today as you start a new journey. Praise God for this group of leaders. Praise God for you folks that have been here every day. God wants to do something very special with all of us. So don't leave this week without taking something away. Apply what you've learned this week. Put it in your heart. Get on your knees and plead before God that he will create in me not only a clean heart, but a new heart, one that I can be a shining and a living example for him. That is my prayer for you. And I do have a closing song. Um, I was telling my friend Larry that coming here, a mailman got stuck in front of my house. And so what does a good Christian brother do? Drive on by him? No. No. You stop, Randy. Yeah, I know. I, you didn't hear my question. I know Randy would stop. <clears throat> Randy would lay underneath the wheel so the guy could get out. I know this guy. He would give his, give his life for somebody. But he was stuck, and I'm working with him to try to get him out. And I'm saying, hey, turn the wheels a little bit. And he's out shoveling. And after about the sixth or seventh time, he did get out. But one reason I'm telling you that story, because I forgot to bring my guitar, because I had a special music plan for you all. But my sister here is going to play a song that I like. It's called The Savior is Waiting. <clears throat> We're going to find, try to find the, the right key. We didn't practice this together, but I think we'll get through it. <clears throat> the Savior is Waiting. <clears throat> the Savior is waiting to enter your heart. Why don't you let him come in? There's nothing in this world to keep you apart. What is your answer? 
better time he has waited before and now he is waiting again to One step toward the Savior, my friend. You'll find his arms open wide. Receive him and all of your darkness will end within. Sing it with me. Time after time, he has waited before, and now he is waiting again to Sister, you can continue to play real light and we may have a prayer here. Father, we're here today because we love you and we want you in our hearts. We want you in our lives. We want to serve you, Father, with everything that you put in these vessels through the power in which you can manifest through us. Lord, use us in a mighty way. May we go home to our communities, to our families, to our workmates, whoever we may come in contact with. May we share our faith because as our brother and our pastor preached this morning, these days are numbered. Jesus is coming soon. Father, may we not miss an opportunity. And I loved where pastor shared this morning that the blind will see someday, the deaf will hear. And I know that I have those that are listening out here today and brothers that are here that don't have sight here on this world, but someday soon they will. They'll see Jesus face to face. They'll see colors in the way that they've never seen them in their imagination. But they'll see Jesus, that lovely face of Jesus, and oh, how we long for that. So Father, prepare our hearts. May we be true. May we trust you. May we not disobey you. May we walk in the truth. May we walk uprightly that you may shine through us. So bless this group. Bless our day. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mike and Debbie. It was very good. You know, as you were closing there, I was thinking about what left 
Seth Leffler said in the end of his little video. He says, I'm looking forward to the time that Jesus comes and I receive my sight. But he says, but until then, I'm going to make the best of my blindness. <laughs> have, a, have a good afternoon, and we will see you again at 7 o'clock tonight. Mic on. That's all for now. Ta-ta.